are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 28 this morning. Matthew 28, beginning to read at verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from the sky came and rolled away the stone from the door and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. The angel answered the woman, the women, don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear and joy, and ran to bring his disciples the word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. They came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to him, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers that they may go into Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and told the chief priest all the things that had happened. When they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave a large amount of silver to the soldiers, saying, Say that his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. If this comes to the governor's ears, We will persuade him and make you free of worry. So they took the money and did as they were told. This saying was spread abroad among the Jews and continues unto this day. But the eleven disciples went into Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had sent them. And when they saw him, they bowed down to him, but some doubted. Jesus came to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts today. Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing upon your word. 
I ask, Lord, that you would speak into our hearts, that you would open our eyes and open our ears spiritually so that we can hear what the Spirit is saying to us as individuals and to us as a church body. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, I know that a lot of you are rejoicing today because Jesus is alive. I've entitled my message today, Resurrection Life. Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. And when we accept Christ into our hearts, there is a spiritual transformation that takes place. That sometimes you don't see it immediately on the outside. But it doesn't take very long before that spiritual transformation that has taken place on the inside begins to show on your countenance as well. And when it does, when we sing songs like we were singing this morning, and wasn't that a good worship choice that, the, that our worship team chose today? That was tremendous. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when we sing those songs, it doesn't take much to, for a shout and a hallelujah to come from your lips. Amen? Well, death holds no fear for those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior. He has promised that at his second coming, all the faithful will rise from the dead in perfect immortal bodies that will, will spend eternity in his glorious presence that will not be subject to all the limitations that a physical body has. On resurrection morning, the angel delivered the most important words that would be ever spoken in all time. It is this, he is not here, he has risen, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. The grave is empty. This news changed the course of history, brought hope to ho a hopeless world, and gave a purpose for living for millions of people all over the world. I want to talk about the things that is evident from the resurrection, the power of the resurrection. The power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ saves us from sin. In John chapter 5, verse 25, he said, I tell you the truth, the time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear his voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. How many know that this is not, not talking about the dead in the grave? This is talking about men and women who come to church. But they're dead in their spirit. They haven't got eternal life within them. And one day, one Sunday morning like this, you come to church and the Spirit of God grips your heart even from the singing and from the word that is preached. And before that, that service is over. 
You have made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. The deadness of your soul comes alive. And you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. This same Jesus who died on the cross still lives today, raising people from their spiritual lifenesses. As for you, Ephesians 2, verses 5 to 6 says, and verse 1, I'll start off with verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. That was each one of us. We were all in that, in that spot, dead in transgressions and sin. Then the word goes on in 5 and 6 says that he made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It was by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Have you been raised to new life in Christ? Just think about it for a moment. If you're not sure, then you probably haven't been. Are you discouraged and despondent? If you will put your trust in him, he will give you new life. He will give you new purpose. He will help you with that thing that is causing depression in your life to be eradicated. And you can experience the new life that he talked about. Are you bored with living? Man, a man or a woman who puts their trust in Jesus Christ don't have time to be bored. Every day with Jesus is better than the day before. You've got something to live for, something to get out of bed for in the morning. And if you've been weighed down by the cares and the pressures of life, if you're struggling over a financial burden, if you're struggling over relationships that have gone wrong, why don't you look to Jesus? Don't go looking to books and tapes. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, the one who can give you hope in a hopeless situation because the things that are thought impossible with man is possible with God. Jesus can raise you from your spiritual lifelessness and can transform your life. The power of the resurrection also gives us victory. The Bible says, therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. The King James Version says he's able to save to the uttermost. We can say with Paul, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In our Good Friday service, I mentioned that I very seldom refer to these verses without 
referring to an a, a illustration that I heard J.W. Schambach give one time, and he said, he, he explained more than a conqueror this way. He says, a man goes into the, the ring, in the boxing ring, to fight for the championship of the world. And the purse is for a million dollars. That was way back when that's all they got. They, sometimes they got much less. But he said he fights, he wins the championship, and they pass him a, hundred do, a million dollar check. He goes home and immediately passes it to his little wife. And he said, now, he is the conqueror. He conquered the champion, and he won the championship. But his wife is more than a conqueror. She got the million dollars. And that's the way it is with us, folks. Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price for sin. He conquered the devil. He bruised his head. But you know something? We are more than conquerors because we've got now eternal life living within us, and we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it, but God gave it to us because we belong to him. Amen. Matthew 28, 20, he says, Surely I will be with you always to the very end of the world, to the very end of the age. He promises to be with us. And that's the difference in serving a living God. A dead God, you can't, he can't do nothing for you. You pray to the saints, they can't do nothing for you. But you pray to Jesus, he's alive. He came back from the grave. He's alive forevermore. He ever reigns to make his promise good. And so when you pray to him, you know that you're going to get an answer. Amen? Not only because he's alive, but because he promised if you ask anything, and we got to qualify that with according to his will. You know, you don't ask for a Rolls Royce. You know, God can get you, let, get you to do just as good a work in a Volkswagen Beetle as he can in a Rolls Royce. So you don't need a Rolls Royce. But there's one thing about it. God is ever present, ever listening to our call. And if we ask him in faith, believing he will do it. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. You can trust him. He keeps his promise. I'm keeping an eye on the, on the time there. Praise the Lord. We might get through this. Uh, the power of the resurrection gives hope. We're living in an in a era right now of hopelessness. Cannot get any good news on the radio or on the radio or the TV anymore, can you? It's everything is down. The economy is bad. You listen to the elections, uh, the primaries in the U.S., and you wonder what's going to happen there. Our own country, our own province. Our own community is feeling the effects in every area of our lives. And there's not much hope. But oh, 
Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. There is no hope beyond Jesus Christ. He is the one to put your trust in. I believe that my generation has experienced the most that any generation will ever experience in the good times. There is something about to happen, and we all know it. We don't, unless you've got a real strong faith in Jesus Christ, there's a sense of uneasiness. But for the one who knows that Jesus has promised to come again, there is a hope. But if you're putting your trust in this world system, there's nothing to be hopeful about. Jesus brings hope to all who put their trust in him. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth unto a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the difference. We hope things will get better in our world. But Jesus has given us a living hope. It's already mapped out. It's already declared. It's outlined in his word. If we take time to look into his word, we know that we have a living hope. It's not we hope it'll come to pass. We know it will come to pass because God has said it. New life in Christ. Born again. A new creation. The belief in the resurrection in, in the Old Testament was very clear. There was an expectation of a resurrection back in the Old Testament. Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I am not another. How my heart yearns within me. You remember that Job was going through a very terrible time of testing and trial and tribulation. He had lost all of his wealth. He had lost all of his children, all of his family, except his wife. And some, there's some debate of whether he would have been better off if she had died too. She said, Job, why don't you curse God and die? Job held his unto his integrity, and he said, no. I know my Redeemer lives. 
I know that in my flesh I'm going to see him. I'll see him myself. It won't be another. I'll see him. He knew that in the end, long after his death, his Redeemer would stand on the earth and Job in his flesh would see God. I don't know what teaching they had back then, but I do know this, that just as Peter said to Jesus, Thou art the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Peter. Flesh and blood didn't, didn't reveal that to you. And I don't think that flesh and blood revealed this to Job either. God revealed it to him by his spirit. He clearly expected to live again bodily after death in the presence of God. Now, you know, you got to remember, you got to understand something. Physical death is separation of spirit and soul from the body. This body that you see here, all dressed up today, shaved, <laughs> nice conditioner put on to make myself look a bit younger than I really am. <laughs> this is just the house that I live in. The real me lives inside this house. And one day, this house is not going to be fit for human habitation anymore, for spiritual habitation, rather. And I'm going to leave this body. People will come and look at my house. Some of them will cry. Maybe some will even say, good riddance. But they're only looking at the house. I'll be in the presence of Jesus. Amen? Now, there's another kind of death, and it's spiritual death. And that is much, much, much worse than a physical death. This death is what happens to a person who never receives Jesus Christ into their life. And that means to be separated from God. If you don't know Jesus today, you're separated from him in spiritual death. But you, right now, you're in, a, you're in the age of grace and you can have that thing taken care of. You can become born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. And so, you can become born again and become a part of the family of God and have eternal life, experience eternal life even right now. But the person who do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, if they die without Jesus, they will not have eternal life. They will be separated from God from all, for all of eternity. And that is a terrible thing to happen to somebody who has been created 
to live forever. And that's every one of us. Jesus promised resurrection in the New Testament. Jesus promised that believers would be raised from the dead. John 6.40, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. Jesus spoke of a specific last day, the second coming of Jesus. When all who have looked to Jesus in faith will be raised from the dead to live eternally in his presence. The New Testament Christians were confident of their future resurrection. The Apostle Paul assured his listeners that there will be a resurrection. In Acts uh, 24, 15, Paul says, I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. The Christian is a great reason for, for Christians, this is a great reason for a hope in God. There is life beyond the grave. Life beyond the grave means to spend eternally in the presence of God. Jesus said to Martha in John chapter 11, 25 to 27, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who, uh, and whoever believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said, Lord, yes. She replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus proceeded to raise her brother up back to life. He rose him back to physical life. Of course, later, uh, Lazarus died. And, uh, like, uh, and, uh, but there is a day coming when Lazarus will be resurrected and he will never die again. Amen? He will be reunited with a new body, a new spiritual body. There are two resurrections. I cannot get into uh, both of them today. We'll only deal with the, the, the resurrection of eternal life because this is what it means to, to serve Jesus. This is why Jesus rose from the dead, so that we would live also. Okay? So we have to stick on that topic. John 5, 28, 29. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear my voice and come out. Those who have done what is good to rise to life and those who have done what is evil to rise to be condemned. And some people like to say, well, that is just for uh, you be condemned and then you be annihilated. Uh-uh. That's not what the Bible teaches. There is an eternal punishment, just as there is eternal life in the presence of God, there is eternal punishment for sin. And the Bible says that all liars and all 
people that do iniquity, all of these kind of people who have not had their names written in the book of life will go into the lake of fire where the fire is not quenched and their worm dieth not. And you will have the same consciousness with feeling. Remember, our new bodies will not experience pain or sickness or disease. But the unregenerated body will experience pain. These bodies will be prepared for punishment for all of eternity. That's ever and ever and ever and ever. You can say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that God would do that. Well, let me fill you in on something. Breaking news. God has made everything that is possible to do so that you do not have to go through that. You choose. And if you choose against God, there's no way that you can enter heaven and enjoy the presence of God for all of eternity. That's what the resurrection means to me. Amen? Jesus' disciples were startled when he unexpectedly appeared to them after his resurrection. Remember that our resurrection bodies will be like his. He had flesh and bone. He said, look at me, see, I've got flesh and bone. He didn't say blood. He shed his blood for us. His resurrection body, flesh and bone. And he was able to eat. He took, he said, look at my hands, look at my feet. Touch me. If you don't believe, touch me. Thomas, the doubting one, he said, Thomas, put your finger in the holes in my hands. See that it's me. Don't be doubting. He said, put your hand, put, trust your hand in my side. You see, there's the hole where they drove the spear in. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, blessed are you. You're blessed. You have seen and you believe. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believe. What he's saying is, blessed are you, Colate Community Church. Blessed are you guys. You haven't seen the nails in my hands. You haven't seen where they drove the spear in my side. But yet you believe the Holy Spirit has made it real to your heart that Jesus is alive. And so you shout hallelujah. You say, Jesus, I know that I know that I know that you're alive and you forgive me of all of my sin. That's what the resurrection means to us. I've got to close here. I could go on for another 15, 20 minutes, but I'm going to close right here. Conclusion, but listen, this is a short conclusion. The promised resurrection is one of the most joyful of all biblical truths. 
We will rise from the grave immortal, imperishable, glorious, powerful, never again to experience pain or sickness or death. Our bodies, though, though frail and mortal now, on that great resurrection day, will be fashioned like unto the glorious body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a song that the Gators used to sing, and you probably still do. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, I can face the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Oh, what a glorious, glorious morning this is. But there's a better one coming yet. There's going to come a sound from heaven. The Bible says the trumpet of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. My mom and my dad who serve God faithfully are going to rise up and be changed. They're going to be given a body like Jesus' body. And if I'm still alive on that day, this old body is going to just drop from my spirit and I'm going to jump into a brand new home, a brand new mansion that God has prepared for me. Amen? And I'm going to enjoy the presence of God for all of eternity. Is that your hope? If that's not your hope, my friend, you join me today. Join me. I'm going to go down here. You come with me. All of, all of the, the, the elders and board members that know people who know how to pray, they're going to come around here. We're going to be ready to pray for one or a thousand. There's not a thousand in here, but you know something? The Holy Spirit can grip the, th uh, the hearts of a thousand people, and they can start coming in through the door any Sunday God chooses to pour out His Spirit. Amen? Amen. You believe God for great things. But if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you come and let's, let's do business with God today. Also, if you need healing for your body, doesn't matter what the doctor said. What does Dr. Jesus say? Amen? If, you've, if you're going through a very difficult financial situation, and I know there's a lot of people are, let's talk to Jesus about it. There's a job out there for you. There's a job in Coal Lake for you. God's got a job somewhere for you. Amen? You've got to believe those things. It's not wishful thinking. You know what the Bible says? He takes care of the sparrows. He dresses up the field with beautiful flowers. And how much more do he love you? He loves you, folk. He loves you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't wait till the song is over now. Come right now. Right away. Let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. I'm going to turn this thing off. First, I'm going to pray because some people will want to go. Then I'm going to turn this thing off. We'll get down to business with God.
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We rejoice today. Lord, you've made a plan, Lord. Lord, that so far exceeds anything that a man could come up with. And it's for our eternal salvation. I pray that this word today will sink deep within the hearts of your people. And they will experience every blessing that they need right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Go with us. Bless us, Lord, as we sit around our, our lunch today, Lord, and our dinner, O oh God. And Father, let your holy presence be with us. Let us talk about you, Lord, when we meet together in our homes. Lord, let us talk about you. Lord, the weather is going to be here today and it's going to be here tomorrow. But let us just talk about you. Let us learn to say, let's pray about that. Let there be little prayer meetings breaking out in homes, Lord, all over this community. In Jesus' mighty name. Go with the blessing of God today. And if you need something from the Lord, we're here to agree with you. Amen? Lord bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.